Do you wish you had a vacation home, but feel it might be smarter to buy income property instead? Today, we talk about having it all. Whether you're buying your dream property or selling a million dollar home, why not get the highest price and the best advice? This is Luxury Real Estate Talk, the art and business of buying and selling high-end homes with stories and insider knowledge from top luxury agents nationwide and around the globe. Here's our host, Rob Jensen. I'm here today with Monroe Murdoch, broker owner of Love Hawaii Realty, and today we're going to talk about vacation rentals. Welcome to the show, Monroe. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So tell me, why do people own a vacation rental? Yes, uh, quite a few reasons. I'm sure everyone has their own story. And having worked with vacation rental owners for uh, coming up on almost 10 years now, in the Hawaii market at least, I think a lot of it is the mixed use of the lifestyle aspect of having a, a pleasure property to come and enjoy, spend time with, with family, family and friends to come, but then also just the appeal of having it generate some cash flow when they're gone. So I think it enables some people to purchase a nice resort property here, you know, beachfront setting, uh, but also enjoy the benefits of not having to front all the ongoing costs themselves. And it's just, it's kind of that mixed appeal, at least for my clients. Got it. And what kind of returns do you see people usually getting with these rental properties? Yes, absolutely. It's a question we get from a lot of buyers as they come in and look at this great resort setting and say, okay, what kind of returns can I get? And I always answer it the same way. So, you know, it's really not all about the return because to be honest, these are not an awesome return. I mean, you're looking at maybe two, two to 4% return, perhaps depending on how well you can buy, but it's really more, again, of the lifestyle thing. Majority of my clients, they come spend a week, two weeks, a month, a year here, and then they're really happy to have it rented the rest of the time to offset their costs. So it's, if they, if they self-managed and didn't hire us as a management company, sure, they could get a little bit more money out of it. But again, most of the people that buy these kind of properties, they don't have the time to fully manage it themselves. You know, they need to have a, a local manager to help them maximize the yield on the rental. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, it just seems like a really smart way to do it. Because one of the things I, I know by just hearing stories from a lot of our clients here that have more multiple properties mm-hmm. is it seems like when they're getting to other properties or visiting their other properties, they seem to spend a lot of time with maintenance, whether it's broken hot water heaters Mm -hmm. or broken landscaping, because there's nobody there in the interim really doing property management. And as I know, at least here locally in Las Vegas, is once once there's no one living in the home, the vendors seem to get a little lazy about whether it's (laughs) the pool or the landscaping and kind of letting things go. So it it just seems like such a great way to keep everything tip top as well as get some income on the side, you know, and then when the owner rolls into town, everything's just in great shape and you got extra money to spend and you're get to relax. Yeah. I I mean, it really is the beauty of vacation rentals in the sense that you do have a 
typically a management team on the ground. The property is getting cleaned every week or every month or however frequent guests are coming and going. And for a property owner too, it may take a little getting used to, but it's nice to come in to a clean property and just leave and let the cleaning team come in and clean up after you. So it's not to say that when an owner comes in town, there may not be issues or things they're finding because you know no one's perfect and we do our best as management teams. But uh, it is good for owners to come in though and see, wow, you know, even though this place is renting a lot, it looks good. And overall, the feedback we get from our owners is really positive. Like here, here's a little bit of feedback, but we're really happy with the condition. We're happy with what you guys are doing. And it does give them that peace of mind, especially for owners that are investing in out-of-state property, you know, a place that they can't just come and check on, drive an hour or two down the road. I mean, this we're talking a six-hour flight just for most of my clients to get here, if not longer flight than that, depending. So having the peace of mind with the right management partner or cleaning team or inspectors, whoever you have working for you, I think is huge. And it's going to vary. So I think it is important to, as you get into the vacation rental space, for people to think about, you know, who am I going to partner with on the ground to make sure everything's really well taken care of. Got it. When people are coming out to look for a vacation rental, do you try and point them in a particular direction? Or you just kind of say, hey, let's find what you want to buy to live in for your vacation home, and then we'll rent it out? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, great question. I think with with people interested in buying vacation rentals, it's really interesting because a lot of people see it. They see the growth of Airbnb and VRBO. Maybe they've stayed in some vacation rentals and they realize, wow, this, this is cool. I want to own one. But oftentimes they haven't really thought through it as far as, you know, where should it be? You know, what should I be looking for? And I think one of the biggest things is just identifying locations where it makes sense. And fortunately in Hawaii, I mean, there's a, a, there are a ton of locations that make sense in other markets. I think just any appeal where you could be near activities or attractions or ski resorts or beaches, but even in a lot of the metropolitan areas, it's becoming increasingly popular. So I tend to specialize in a niche area. So when people come to me looking for vacation rentals, I typically try to steer them towards what I know, what I'm expert in here, see if it's a good fit for them. If not, then I have other people that specialize in other areas. I say, well, maybe you want to check out North Shore. Maybe you want to check out like a Waikiki condo, but I don't specialize in those areas. So I think a lot of it is what do they want? You know, do they want the hustle and bustle of a Waikiki nightlife? You know, do they want like the ski in, ski out of like a Telluride or Park City, Utah? You know, it just depends on the client and what kind of property they're looking for. But it's really amazing when you look across the landscape of vacation rentals. I mean, there's really something for everyone, you know, for every taste and preference. And it's just a matter of trying to, you know, match it up well. So our properties here in the Kotlina Resort, West Oahu, they're really geared more towards the family travelers, really a lot of nice amenities geared towards family, you know, multi-generational families. And that's what most of our guests are comprised of too. So I found that my owner clientele almost matches up closely with the guests, the type of guests we're having come through the properties as well. Got it. So once somebody, let's say someone found the right home for them and they've bought it and now they're looking to lease it out. And of course, if they're, you know, on in Hawaii and what Island are you on again? Uh, we're on Oahu, West Oahu in a Kotlina resort near Four Seasons, Disney Aulani resort. Got it. So of course they should call you first, but let's just say they're buying a vacation rental on a different Island or a different state or a different country. What are some tips for them that they really need to know as a landlord, even if they have a property manager, to sort of make the most of, A, maintain, you know, getting a good return and making sure there's people leasing their property, as well as making sure that it's somehow maintained appropriately and managed appropriately and not 
destroyed. Definitely. Absolutely. I mean, there, there's a lot to cover, obviously, but I'll just try to hit on some of the key points. I, I recommend that vacation rental owners think about their perspective as a guest. So many people have already been a vacation rental guest. When you go and inquire on a vacation rental, do you, are you okay waiting a day or two to hear back from someone or do you expect an instant response? Sometimes vacation rental owners get into this thinking, oh, you know, it's not that bad. Like I can do Airbnb, I can do VRBO, I can manage my own rental, I can do my own bookings or my wife's really good at that or my husband's really good at that or my daughter's really good at that. And I'm not criticizing that at all because I have seen it work well, but I've also seen the flip side where I have clients now that I I manage fully for that we used to only do like hands-on management and they were handling, let's say, all the marketing and bookings. And what I found is that by and large, anytime owners were self-managing, by and large, anytime the owners were self-managing their their own marketing and bookings, they were missing a ton of revenue because here's what would happen. People would inquire and the owner is at work or the owner is with their family or the owner is doing something other than working on their vacation rental business. So they finally get around to responding to the guests that had inquired, you know, five hours later, eight hours later, maybe 24 or 48 hours later. By that time, those guests are gone. They've already booked something else. They've totally missed an opportunity to convert an inquiry into a booking I think that's one of the most important things because we've taken on properties like that. This one example I was giving where this client finally said, you know what, you guys just take care of it. Almost immediately, we saw a huge increase in conversion on inquiries. We saw a huge increase on their gross rents every year. Why? Because we employ a full-time reservation person that all she does is talk to guests. All she does is respond to them instantaneously as soon as they inquire. So I think sometimes owners have the misconception that, oh, yeah, it's not bad. I can do it. And they can but what they may not realize is that if they are going to do it, they need to do it the right way. Otherwise, they're leaving literally you know, tens of thousands of dollars on the table a lot of times. So that's just the first thing is recognizing that it is a legitimate part-time job at the very least. Like if you're going to operate a full-time vacation rental, you have to be prepared to invest at least 20 to 30 hours a week into it to respond to inquiries, to oversee cleanings, maintenance, repairs. I would say that's a fair assumption, maybe 20 hours, you know, at, at minimum or something. So having the realistic expectations going into it that can I do it myself? Yes or no. That's like the first question they need to identify and answer. If they can, you know, more power to them because they can save themselves the 15, 20, 25 percent, 30 percent, 40 percent management fee, whatever it might be in their respective area. But, you know, if you can't successfully do it yourself, don't do it because you're actually going to make less money. So a lot of times it's counterintuitive, but it might make a lot more sense for an owner to hire a manager, pay them 20, 30, 40 percent management fee to handle everything because they're going to convert and get a lot more revenue. The other thing I would add to it to, to maybe kind of wrap up answering that at a surface level is just the local regulations, the taxes and the different authorities. Keep in mind, a lot of communities, a lot of cities, counties and states are really cracking down on vacation rentals because with how fast they've been growing, a lot of neighborhoods are saying, hey, you know, we don't want this next door. I don't want this here. And it's created a challenge in different markets. So I think just make sure that you're safe to do short-term rentals in your area. I'd hate to see someone spend a considerable amount of money on a property only to find, oh, this is actually a non-permitted use. Um, so do your research and homework up front. Talk to people that know. And as long as you've got the green light on that, then I think you have a lot of opportunities. Um, and I guess just to close with one more thing would be if you are going to hire a professional manager, just really take the time to interview a few, take the time to see how they operate and make sure you feel really confident turning your property over to this group. Yeah. And the thing that really stands out to me with this is 
it's like, okay, hiring a property manager is great in step one, but making sure, like you said, how does that team work and that the property manager has someone to help? Because yes. even myself, you know, one of the big reasons why I say our, you know, well, as the saying goes, a team always outperforms an individual. Mm-hmm. You know, the one of the beauties of my real estate brokerage is that we've got team members that help show our listings. So if I'm in an appointment exactly. or I'm on a showing, you know, there's someone to answer the phone and make sure the next person gets accommodated versus the kind of one person shop. You know, once they're in an appointment or, you know, they're meeting with a new prospective client and then they got to do a showing. Heck, they might not have any time to get back to that person that inquired on the website today. And like mm-hmm. you said, they've already moved on. So maybe Definitely. maybe they've hired a manager, a property manager, but it was a one person show or they weren't properly set up. And um, for know, sure. And now you're missing, no, I, now you're missing out. I agree totally. I think there's a huge correlation in that between the real estate team, like you're operating and how we're trying to operate our vacation rental team. I mean, when my folks came to me and said, Hey, help us find a great brokerage in Las Vegas to sell our luxury gated estate. You know, I interviewed different agents and different brokers and looked at it. And that's why I had recommended your team. And and then working with you guys, getting it sold, it was awesome because like you said, I mean, you're a busy broker owner of the company, but you're not a one man show. So I always felt like we had good people taking care of us. I always felt like you were accessible. And I feel like on the vacation rental side of things, we're doing something similar where I'm accessible. I interact with my owners. They can reach out to me anytime. We have a team of 12 plus people and for managing only 35 properties, that's a pretty good property to to management ratio, um, which is important. You know, it doesn't mean you have to have a huge team, but a one man show can work if they don't have too many properties. But uh, I think the management perspective should be regardless of how many properties we manage, we always want to deliver the same level of care and professionalism. That's always been my goal from day one, which is why you know we always add more people than we really need to make sure that our property condition and standards can be maintained. Because otherwise what you have happen is, Oh, I have this awesome manager. They're great. They manage five properties. And all of a sudden they're managing 10 and 15 and 25 and 30. Their team hasn't grown and everything's going to pot, so to speak, where it's all falling apart because they don't have a good uh, scalable system. So looking at all those things is important. And there are some great mom and pop shops, so to speak, that just they're content managing five or 10 or 15 and they're not growing. You know, they just want to do that. And that works well, but just be careful with the, the growing organizations can be awesome, but you just want to make sure their staffing is growing in proportion with uh, their portfolio as well. Yeah, I like, um, you know, what you said there where it might go a little bit against the conventional business wisdom is sort of mm-hmm. make sure the business is there before you, you know, hire, you know, but yeah, but of course, that's, you know, you got to watch your finances. But if but at the end of True. the day, if you can maybe go a little bit get a little bit ahead of yourself on HR and employees and the team, you know, Mm -hmm. now they've got better time to get acclimatized to what you're up to and the systems and the people and the processes and then better absorb the growth and the new clientele. And, um, yes, it's, it's, it's it's such an extremely labor intensive, or I should say service intensive business, Rob, right? I mean, all real estate is, but especially when you're dealing in hospitality, which is essentially what vacation rentals are very labor intensive. There's a lot of interaction. There's a lot of things that we do between housekeeping and maintenance and repairs and guest services. You know, we physically check in all of our guests is how our structure is set up. So there's a lot of manpower involved. And so you don't want to skimp on that. You know, when you're in a service business, that's largely based on the phone interactions, the email and face-to-face, you know, you can't really 
cut that back. Otherwise, the business is going to suffer. So you have to err on the side of caution. You have to have a little bit more in the way of manpower than you think you might need. You know, otherwise, it's going to result in negative reviews and things like that. And in this day and age, like you just can't afford to, to have those things happen. You just have to always be operating at a level where you can be getting four and five star reviews consistently. So here's a question for you. The people that already are working with a property manager, they own a vacation rental, and they're doing all this stuff that you're already talking about. What's what's some advice for the vacation rental owners that you could give them to get more out of their experience or their relationship with their property manager? Is there something that they could maybe be mm-hmm. paying for or asking or doing or something? Mm-hmm. No, that's fantastic. I love that because it's not a set it and forget it kind of business. It's really not. I mean, if you have a great management team, you would hope that they'd be coming back to you and saying, hey, you know, let's do this or let's do that. Or can we do this and that? However, sometimes as managers, we get busy. We get kind of caught up in the day-to-day management, marketing and everything we're doing, which is fine. But it is important to take a step back and look at the bigger picture of, you know, what can we do? So I think to answer that, I would say, for an owner to keep a pulse on the vacation rental market in general, maybe occasionally jump onto Airbnb and VRBO, see what other people are doing, see how their properties are being showcased, you know, see if you have ideas that you might recommend to your manager to enhance the listing. I mean, it's so much about how it's presented online, but of course, once they come and stay, it's also very much about the experience. So how can you enhance that experience? How can you make it nice and welcoming? And having, you know, my wife and I recently stayed at uh, Four Seasons on Lanai. So Lanai is a very small island near Oahu as part of the Hawaiian island chain. And we're in the vacation rental business, but we we didn't really have much option on Lanai to book vacation rentals because it's so small. But I actually wanted to stay at Four Seasons because I wanted to see how do these guys do it. And I, and I know they do it well. And that was a really good experience. And I think for, for managers and vacation rental owners alike to really try to model companies like the Four Seasons and companies like Disney and Marriott and others that really have it dialed in as far as a high level of guest service and hospitality, because if you can deliver that same kind of feel and vibe and sort of special care that they deliver to their guests at a Four Seasons, for example, I think you've got a slam dunk deal going for your vacation rental. One of the risks and dangers I see with some rentals is owners sometimes, not always, but sometimes they get a little cheap and they're like, oh, I don't want to spend money. I don't want to fix this. I don't want to do that. It's working fine. Like we're making good money. You really you have to be willing to reinvest some in a smart way. You need to be willing to do touch up painting. You need to be willing to replace appliances and replace furniture. And I'm not saying you have to do it often, but as things start getting a little worn and tired, you'll see a reflection in that. And, and you really don't want to run the risk of starting to get some negative reviews like, oh, yeah, I stayed here two years ago, came back, and this time it's a real dump kind of thing. That's a bad review to have added because once those reviews come on, you can't stop it. So I think just – Keeping a pulse on it, not detaching, even if you're a super busy entrepreneur or professional, whatever you're doing, try to try to keep a pulse on it. Try to get back to your property at least once a year. You know, really, there's there needs to be accountability on all sides. So even though, you know, I may not like an owner coming into town and sitting down with me and saying, hey, you know, we want to go over this and this and this. It's actually good because it holds me accountable, holds my team accountable. It shows that, you know, we need to make sure they're always happy with what we're doing. So I think the properties we do best on are the ones where the owners give me and my team the space, the latitude to do what we need to do to professionally manage. They don't cramp our style. They don't try to tell us what to do. Um, but then they also come and they give feedback and they work collaboratively with us. And one po- one last point to answer the question is also, I think 
from a gross revenue standpoint, I found a really interesting correlation that the owners that try to micromanage me on rates and say, hey, you cannot rent my unit below this amount or whatever, they give us kind of an unrealistic threshold. They make the least amount of money of any of my clients versus the ones that give me and my team full latitude to do the best we can to, to maximize occupancy and rental rate. They make by far the most money of any of my clients. Now, some people don't care about high occupancy. They they prefer lower occupancy and higher rates, and, and I respect that. They don't want their property to be run down. But just keep in mind, for those uh, property owners out there who really want to maximize the revenue, period, really empower your property manager to do what it takes to get it rented because every market has seasonality, even Hawaii. You know, we have, even though we have people coming here year-round, we do have a seasonal market, and we have to price accordingly. So, Keep a pulse on that. If you're not happy with the revenue, you know, have a discussion with your property manager. Find out if there's ways to more dynamically price your property. Yeah, and some of those people, I mean, I just see it, even though it seems like reviews play a really strong role in kind of what people pick and where they stay and mm -hmm. what they lease. And, and, you know, and it seems like if you've got a little more volume because of that flexibility and you therefore end up with an extra 10 reviews for the year, I mean, that could potentially right. really really pay off for, you know, higher rates or occupancy down the road. Totally. And it's a perishable inventory. So if you have 10 nights about to be vacant and you have the opportunity to sell them at, you know, 300 a night instead of the normal 375 a night, do it because it's a perishable thing. That's three, 300 a night is better than zero a night. And that's the general philosophy, but we do have a threshold. Like we're not going to rent below a certain number because we don't want to sell it below its you know inherent value and we only get paid based on the rental rate too so we, we try to be respectful of it we don't abuse that privilege and i feel like when we have that flexibility that's when we really do well and so and we want to see our owners do well you know we don't want to send our owner an owner statement with zero dollars on it we want to see multi-thousand dollar statements going out to our clients and see that money hitting their bank account because that's what it's all about yeah it's like i, I actually was in san diego and used the hotels tonight app the other day and oh yeah <laughs> i mean even on that they they have thresholds it's not like it's down to like ten dollars right. but um exactly be, wouldn't mind yeah. but what, one of the things that come to mind with you know the stories we we're just sharing was just that it's teamwork you know and i find even with residential sales it's along the same lines of mm -hmm. you know it's we're here to do the heavy lifting with you know managing showings and marketing and feedback and offers and negotiations and that's our job However, it's it's like nice to get input from the sellers because, uh, you know, from a marketing perspective, because they know the home and they there might be really special things or special reasons about why they bought it. And Absolutely. Why they, you know, and then and to be able to share that in the marketing and the copy and the photos or video um, can be really neat. And also the teamwork, like mm -hmm. you said, with repairs and fixes, you know, it's like one of the things that I just can never stop you know, you know, banging the drum on is getting repairs done in advance. You know, mm. if you know something's broken, fix it. You know, if you know, you know, even out here, I'm recommending everyone get the roofer out to check their roof ahead of time because there's always something coming up with broken roof tiles and flashing. And it's like, if you can right. just address these, if we can just work together and address things in advance and be proactive and communicate about the marketing and maybe you take a minute to review the brochure we sent you and hey, maybe it's really a, 17 seer conditioner we forgot to mention you have a tesla you know car charger in the garage i right. I, I love that because it helps us all you know so exactly. team, teamwork and, and you know just working together with whoever your 
professional is, whether it's property mm-hmm. manager or listing agent or buyer's agent, et cetera. Definitely. Yeah. Those correlations apply. I think the owner perspective is huge and, and they may not realize how helpful that is to have those little insights that we, we do our best as professionals, but we don't know all those little nuances with their properties. And I agree fully, just like with the real estate sales side, you're talking about being proactive and making sure things are well-maintained and nicely taken care of saves you money in the long run, because otherwise a guest comes in, Oh, the AC is not working and so on. All of a sudden you're discounting the rent and trying to make them happy, trying to prevent a negative review from happening. So it's just always better to be proactive and prevent the preventables. And, um, and so I, I like that. I think it's, it's good advice and, and owners that have vacation rentals need to be prepared and willing to in, reinvest some of the money in the property care, because it, there is going to be wear and tear and just things that need to be maintained. Uh, a guest is going to expect the AC working and those kind of things. They're not going to be okay with it being broken while they're staying there. Got it. And for, um, those folks out there that, Hey, they've heard this and they're like, yeah, you know what? I'm really interested. Maybe I do want to buy a vacation rental. What's your pitch for at least for Hawaii and your neck of the island over there, so so mm-hmm. to speak? Sure. I, I think the pitch for Hawaii is really that it's such a popular destination and the visitor numbers seem to increase every year. I know the the lava flows on the big island of Hawaii have made people a little bit concerned, but by and large, you know, even on the big island, like most places are still very much able to be visited and seen. And it's just it's a great place to come. And so I think if you can buy right, if you can find a, a great property in a good area, it's worth looking at. It is a very uh, progressive market, too, as far as having seen a lot of appreciation in the past five to 10 years, like a lot of areas. But there's still some great opportunities here. You know, if you can find the, the motivated sellers, find the little pockets where someone's ready to move on and you can jump in. Um, I think there's still some great opportunities to be had uh, to kind of get your little slice of paradise, so to speak. I would just say reach out to the professionals in the given areas of interest or the island that you're really looking because um, it does vary by island too. So the vacation rental regulations will vary by zoning and by island and whatnot. But uh, I'm happy to help point people in the right direction and, and point them to the right contacts in different islands if somebody is interested in getting into Hawaii vacation rentals. Perfect. And what's the best way for them to reach you? Yeah, they can just uh, Google us online or I guess go to lovehawaiivillas.com. So that's our vacation rental site. Our real estate site is lovehawaiirealty.com. And my direct cell is 808-492-6242. Perfect. And we'll put that in the show notes as well for all you listeners out there. And I just want to say thanks again for your time, Monroe. Awesome. Thanks, Rob. It was fun. Thanks for listening to Luxury Real Estate Talk with Rob Jensen. If you like what you heard, please share with your friends and colleagues and give us some stars. We would love to hear your feedback. Connect with Rob at robjensen.com.